Welcome to the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. This week we have a special guest, Patrick Marlowe, who joined us from the draft floor in Nashville. We have a draft overview for everyone and some news on upcoming free agents. All that and more this week on the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. So Shang, let's get into um, just our overall impressions of this week. It's been a very big week. The uh, Sharks selected nine players at the... 10 players. 10 players? No, nine players. 10. Nine. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's 10. One, two, three, count again? Four, Am five, I wrong? Six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. Nine oh, wow. I've been writing. I've been writing ten for a while. Okay, <laughs> they had they had a, had a long day. Okay, I got, I got to fix that. Then. Thank you for me. Twelve picks. Mm-hmm. They traded the sixth for Blackwood. Traded one of the picks for moving up, and then traded another one for the like a buyout of the seventh. Okay, but okay. Nine picks. So Shang, uh, just your overall impression of the twenty twenty three NHL entry draft and how it went. Well, clearly, it's been a very, very long week for me. As you can see in my background, I'm still in Nashville. I had a 7 a.m. flight today that was canceled uh, when I was out on Broadway uh, last night. And uh, so I'm still here. I'm uh, going to be uh, leaving, hopefully, in about uh, 30 minutes or so. So this uh, portion of the podcast is going to be split in uh, in two just for anybody uh, watching. So it'll be a little bit here at my friend's house and then a little bit in the car. And hopefully that, <laughs> that works out. But hopefully you guys understand that, you know, uh, on the go a lot on the move uh, right now too, uh, trying to find out the, uh, the, the, the sharks, uh, who they're qualifying, uh, that deadline just passed about uh, 40 minutes ago. So, um, that might happen right as I'm talking to you, I might get a text with that list. So we'll see, but the breaking of breaking news. <laughs> yep. Breaking of breaking news. So anyway, though, um, in terms of just my, initial impressions uh, of the draft. Um, I want to say actually one thing uh, right out front that um, I might have been wrong about Matt Vemichkov. <laughs> no? What, what do you mean by that? Um, how do I phrase this? Okay, so actually I have said before that I that Michkov is the person that I would draft if I was the Sharks GM. But I also have dug into deeply into character concerns uh, with, with him. And I wrote an article to that effect a month ago. And I may have mentioned this in the last the podcast, but I want to say it again, though, that I'm sensitive to the, I think, unfair brush that Russian players have received over the years. You know, guys like Sergei Fedorov, the enigmatic Russian, you know, guys like Sergei Fedorov and Alex Ovechkin that got painted with brushes like that. And they're both Stanley Cup winners. Evgeny Malkin, another multi-Stanley Cup winner right there, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I think it is an unfair brush. So before I wrote my story, before I put it out, I didn't just work off the first thing that I heard. I heard some stuff and I started digging deeper into it. You know, as you can see in that story, there's multiple sources, um, multiple sources that I thought did not uh, have a sort of a dog in the fight sort of thing, you know, because of course uh, there was a lot of thought of uh, that teams were trying to badmouth Michkov so he would fall. Um, mm. So I will confirm that one of my sources was not absolutely was not Andre Nikolishin, the Washington scout that pretty much came out and said some stuff because, well, you know, that is sort of, yeah, if a Washington scout saying bad things about Mitchkov, hoping that Mitchkov drafts. Uh, drops to them you know that is that is that is suspicious you know and i don't i don't know andre nikolishan i've never met him so anyway so i just want i just want to make that make that clear that none of my sources in any of my stories are are andre um 
So, uh, you know, I went through these multiple rounds of sources, uh, people that um, have met or know uh, Michkov's teammates in the KHL, um, mm -hmm. you know, people who have watched them live this year, you know, things like that, right? The one thing, though, that um, I, I learned this draft week, so the one thing that I wish I could have inserted into that story was just a little more, just a little more balance in terms of... Um, you know, I, I wish I had found one voice, uh, one NHL scout uh, or one uh, a team like league source, like an agent or whatever. Right. That that would would have would have pumped Michkov's tires, you know, just mm. just so that story had more balance. Right. I see. Yeah. 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 Uh, because it doesn't negate the stuff that I heard previously and doesn't make what what they what the sources that what they said wrong. I mean, Michkov mm -hmm. dropped us to two seven. This guy sure. was the number two talent far. in the draft. It's not the number one, but at least the number two, right? Mm -hmm. So, so there's there are reasons why the teams passed. Yeah, but for sure. And I mean, the contract being what it is, that's one of them. But there that's one other. of them. But you know, the mm -hmm. other stuff too, right? If it, it was just a contract, if it was just a junior player that took three years, three years to to come here, but he was Mister Character, Mister Team, Captain of the Team, and also too, he has Michkov's you know natural talent. That guy would have still been the second pick of the draft, and again, if not the first over Bedard. Wow. Anyway, though, um, so, so how were you? How were you wrong? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah so that, that's that that's the point of all this so um i finally found and it may not be be be, be wrong in the end actually but i finally found a, a very solid source over this this past week very very solid that loves Michkov, that <laughs> believes that 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 Michkov, the the character things and he he knows okay so i guess i'll, I'll say without giving uh too much uh away um he is deeply hold on i gotta check to see if the rfa list no not out yet uh deeply deeply involved in um well no maybe not so much him but uh he he he's deeply involved with russian area people let's just put it that way so you know people okay. that that know Michkov have seen them live and whatever right so this is not just like necessarily secondhand or if it is it's you know, secondhand with somebody who like is directly, you know, watching Michkov, you know, on a nightly basis, on a regular basis live. So um, loves Michkov, thinks character concerns are overblown, thinks that a lot was lost in translation, you know, just being a Russian and maybe even North American teammates and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, and yeah. says that Michkov just wants to be the very best. And yeah, he may not be the nicest, warmest person in the world. He may never <laughs> be the captain of his team, sure. but mm -hmm. You know, there are different, you know, let you know, there's being kind of a selfish, entitled, you know, uh, a hockey player, which, you know, a lot of athletes, not just hockey players, but athletes are told from the age of whatever that they're the very best. Right. And so yeah, sure. naturally that 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 can create that kind of arrogance or whatever. Right. Of course. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's something like that, which is pretty normal. And then there's the the. Criminal, criminality, criminality <laughs> which, yeah, yeah. which which no one no one was and i said that in the same story i wrote about mishkov's character concerns that no one is no one was saying anything like that that okay. the things i heard about mishkov weren't great and that he may not be the very best teammate right now but that they weren't disqualifying though they're things yeah. that people can grow into mm -hmm. you know and in the last podcast and i'll re repeat the story really fast because i think that uh uh i got further confirmation on on this story uh it 
this past week. And it uh, it is a very telling. It's a story I told last week about Dean Lombardi and, Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, 2008 draft, and I'll keep it quick because I told the story last week. With last week, with Dean Lombardi, uh, told uh, interviewed Eric Carlson, found Eric Carlson to be uh, uh, was off put by him, found him to be Eric. Uh, yep, and uh, number thirteen, he picks Colton Tuber, who played 24 NHL games. Eric Carlson, of course, went two picks later, 2015. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 15th to the Ottawa Senators. Same yep. draft, number three, Drew Doughty. Uh, by the Kings. So the Kings could have come out with Dowdy and Carlson from the same draft. Like literally, you know, the, the mm-hmm. LA scouts wanted, wanted Carlson. LA scouts didn't, didn't want to This was a Lombardi decision. And so the two things that, um, that, 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 you know, take away from the story is first that a guy can like Carlson can rebound uh, from having that kind of, that kind of reputation or, or rap, right? No one doubts, mm-hmm. even though Carlson can be, you know, uh, aloof and arrogant and all those things, right? There is no question, though, that if you get Eric Carlson to buy in, you can win with him. You know, just think 2017 Ottawa Senators, 2019 mm-hmm. Sharks, the Western Conference team. So, yeah. you know, there's no question with whatever, you know, you want to say about Eric Carlson, you can absolutely win, win with him. Uh, the second thing, though, is that how you present yourself and how you, you know, what people think of you and, and, and how you rub them the right way or wrong way. That absolutely can influence GMs too, and so I think we saw this uh, with the with the with the draft. Obviously, the Flyers and Briere, um, you know, they had a couple interviews with 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 Michkov, um, yeah. but you know, they 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 heard enough that 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 I, that I liked, and I will say too, just 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 uh, in terms of fair in terms of a. Uh, understanding like a like kind of a, a dogs in the fight the person i talked to wasn't a philadelphia person okay uh, you know, trying, <laughs> trying trying to pump the tires of 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 you know of of of, of, of their draft picks so so it wasn't andre nicolation it wasn't the philadelphia <laughs> it wasn't yeah, it wasn't someone it wasn't someone from the flyers so I, I promise you that but okay it yeah, wasn't but, like head scout of Philly or, or whatever. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So so I, I wish I could, I could have put that into the story just to add add some balance though because this guy again loves 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 Meechkov and um, mm-hmm. you know I'm not gonna say he loves the character but doesn't think the character is is an issue at all. Though we'll we'll leave it at that. And yeah. So and yeah. I think one of the like a couple of things. So well, I guess I want to go back to one thing. Would you? Have- mm-hmm. Would you have taken Mitch Copper or would you, or you still have that opinion of, of, of that would be your draft? I guess is the question. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I also heard really bad stuff about Mitch from, mm-hmm. a, from, from people I trust on sure. this trip too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stuff that I would have put into my article if I had heard it when I wrote the article <laughs> a month ago. So, yeah. so extra stuff. Right. Oh, but I also other- heard about Yeah. But this week was mm-hmm. really like like bad stuff, but nothing disqualifying again. But bad mm-hmm. stuff from 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 uh, from people I trust, but also like really glowing stuff from from people I trust. You know, yeah. and I, you know about the you know character on the ice again. You know, guy just wants to be the best. You know, yeah. um, the example that was used yeah, for yeah. me, not yeah. the perfect example. Uh, Michael Jordan, so <laughs> you know, definitely <laughs> not the, the best. He wants to be the best. And, and there was, you know, but I think one of the things that, that struck out to me about the whole Mitch Kopp situation, the whole week that mm-hmm. we were there, um, it's just how much the media like honed in on Mitch Kopp as the story. And it wasn't just like they went to the television cameras and said like, well, where's Mitch Kopp going to go and, and drummed up that kind of attention. They were asking like Connor Bedard questions about Mitch Kopp. They were asking Will Smith questions. about yeah. Mitch Kopp. They were asking 
Oliver Moore questions about Mitch in my uh, in our press conference with with Mike Greer, I noted in the survey I wrote that uh, there were more questions or almost as many questions asked about Mitchkoff to Mike Greer than uh, Will yeah. Smith or compared to Will Smith questions. <laughs> I think there are like five Will Smith questions. There are three Mitchkoff questions. A couple from mm-hmm. me in, uh, in Mike Greer's availability. <laughs> I mean, it's a huge story, but I feel a yeah. little bit bad about the kids that are getting drafted when their only question is like Reinbacher got drafted and he's going to be a great NHL player more than likely. But the, the hate that he got because of Mitch yeah. not being picked there, it just, Montreal, I feel bad yep. for the, for yeah, the, no, for that, the that is, that, in that a is, way. That's definitely tough. Yeah. No, for so sure, I, for it's sure. just, it's something that I think maybe the media just kind of spiraled with it just a bit. Um, yeah. And at, at some point, like it was just interesting being in the draft floor and seeing like in the backstage, Mitch like hugging, you know, like Leo Carlson. And I was like, do they even know each other? I guess they probably talked or whatever. It just was mm. interesting to me. I was like, oh, they, he's not just like this, you know, Russian secret. He's just, a, he's a player and he's trying to find his way in the NHL, hopefully eventually for the Flyers. So Yeah. I yeah. Think. Hopefully eventually. But uh, uh, quickly about the rest of the picks before mm-hmm. I, I need to uh, yeah. uh, get, get going in, into for my, sure. into my Uber to the airport. Um Actually, I should also see. Uh, uh, hopefully, okay. traffic's not too bad. Okay, no, I, I'm going to be in good shape. Okay, <laughs> sorry. How much guys. time do you have before your flight? <laughs> uh, my flight is at. Uh, let's see, it is uh, 4:50 Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, it flights at 6:55 Central. But but though I have a TSA pre-check, so that once I get to the airport, I'm fine. It's just a matter of you know traffic and so and also just leaving this leaving this fucking city. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. Hopefully the weather because a lot of people are having trouble getting out. Getting out. Yeah. A lot of people are having trouble coming out. in, as we saw Leo Carlson, and yeah. a lot of people are having trouble coming out. But quick thoughts about the rest of the draft. Let's do Nonetheless, it. okay, so Michkov would have, would have picked him over Smith, but still, Smith is a terrific pick. You know, everything about Smith, um, mm-hmm. quality of player, upside. You know, maybe he's not going to have like quite Michkov upside, but he's gonna he's gonna be uh, he should be a top of the lineup player. You know, if he's not a point mm-hmm. per game player uh, with sort of his skill set right, then that's probably a little bit of a disappointment. That then. That's a pick that didn't quite work out, but that ceiling is absolutely there, though. So to yeah, to, to, be, like to be that they couldn't reach that ceiling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Very, 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 though. very. Uh, uh, see, you know, like uh, very foreseeable. Also, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Okay, so I, from what I what, what I understand, my best guess, and we don't know this for sure because I've heard other things too. Mm-hmm. But if Anaheim had gone Fantilli as expected, uh, then um, I believe I I believe that Columbus would have gone Smith. Um, I think that Yarmo liked Smith a lot. Maybe not everybody on Columbus, because I know Columbus, one of their scouts, um, had Smith in uh, in in Sweden. In, in, uh, I'm sorry, not Smith. Uh, Carlson in Sweden and World Juniors. Uh, I'm not sorry, the world, the recent World Championship. So you know, so Columbus might have been a little divided. So maybe it wouldn't have been uh, Carl's, or maybe it, maybe they would have gone Carlson still. But I think there's a really good chance that it would have been Smith. So. If, if, uh, uh, so, so yeah, so if it had been Fantelli Smith, then I think it would have been Carlson to the Sharks. So that's, uh, very, you know, a pretty good, pretty good, uh, chance, uh, uh of that. Yeah, um, perfect. you know, the pick of Musty, terrific pick. I just, uh, wrote a story, uh, today or yesterday, uh, you know, what, what Angel Scouts thought of the, the Sharks draft. And that's one thing one of the scouts told me that teams were looking to trade up for Musty. So mm-hmm. I think that's a terrific pick there. Good value pick. Obviously, the Cagnoni pick, great value there. That's the second round, uh, maybe talent value, right? That they that they got yeah. in in the in the what the late fourth round there. 
Um, uh, some of these other guys, I don't, I don't know, uh, quite as well. Obviously, the the one that, um, you know, the 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 guy they traded up, uh, Brandon uh, Swoboda, that they traded up a uh, couple of picks, seventy one. Um, you know, that we'll have to find out more about him. That's somebody that the Sharks definitely liked, uh, uh, uh knew more about than than some other teams. Uh, yeah. I will say, I think I saw a Swoboda celebrating. I'm not sure. Someone with a Sharks jersey that looked very much like Brandon Swoboda celebrating out on Broadway. <laughs> with his family, with his family, okay. uh, responsibly, cool. I'm sure. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, last night, well deserved, well deserved. So mm-hmm. yeah, so um, so yeah, so uh, in general, though, um, you know, I think the big question with the Sharks, of course, uh, in this draft, why didn't they get get a goalie? But I think that it, you know, Chris Morehouse explained it yesterday, just that it just did, didn't didn't quite fall, and yeah. there wasn't you know there wasn't that guy that they liked enough to pick, uh, you know. Apparently, thirty-six. You know, um, because you know, thirty, thirty-five was uh, was actually the first goal he won. Surprisingly, was uh, Adam Adam uh, Gajan. Is that how you say it? Gajan. Gajan. And I wonder. Actually, I wonder if maybe maybe that's uh, maybe that's 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 who the Sharks had identified as their number one Very guy. Awesome. I do I do know that that Gajan was a guy that they. Um, that, that they talked, they they definitely talked with mm-hmm. uh, multiple times. I would say uh, before the draft. I know they also talked to Rabble multiple times too, but yeah. obviously they didn't like Rabble enough for thirty six, right? So yeah. Um, so yeah, so I wonder, I wonder about about Gay John if maybe he was their number one, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides that, I think those are my general impressions. You know, uh, I, I would give the draft a, a B. A uh, one okay. scout I talked right. to gave it B minus. Another scout actually liked it enough B plus A uh, in the in the A area, A minus area. Okay. Um, I think it would have been an A, obviously with uh, probably with 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 Michkov. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think I think the Sharks did did well overall here. We have some breaking news, Shang. Um, the uh, San Jose Sharks <laughs> have issued qualifying offers to Martin Kaut and Fabian Zetterlund. And have not issued qualifying offers to Blackwood, Gadjevich, Gregor, Mann, and Svechnikov. So, your thoughts, if you can, if you can give them while you're in the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right off the top, um, I uh, believe that the Sharks and Blackwood are working on a new deal. It doesn't okay. mean that the deal will happen. Uh, mm-hmm. So Blackwood could still be a free agent uh, tomorrow, but um, they are working on one though. So. Um, at least that, yeah. that's my that's yeah that's my belief so or understanding so uh, so I would expect Blackwood to, to still be with the Sharks. Uh, I will say I was surprised uh, surprised with Gregor and Gadrovich. Um With Gregor, I know that uh, he has not been the consistent uh, player that that, uh, that that people had hoped for and expected, and he has not produced at a level that you know his speed and just the number of actually sheer number of chances that he. Uh, that, that that he's able to get, um, uh, you know, he should he should he should have more goals, obvious, right? And you know, he's like not it, yeah. he's not such a hmm, what again? It feels like he should. I mean, he's always around the net. He's always yeah. at least getting his shots. It just doesn't go in. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and he's you know one of the the, the um, worst one of the worst things you can be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. But like, he's an offensive player that is not productive offensively. You know, you're not going to really use him defensively. He didn't pick up mm-hmm. enough. Uh, you know, defensive kind of game that you know he he right now at least or at least as a shark that he could be sort of a a stopper kind of you know defensive stopper kind of mm-hmm. guy. Which a guy with his speed 
uh, and his physicality, actually, you know, that that's possible for him one day, but it's not right now. Um, so, yeah, so, 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 but nonetheless surprised though, because the Sharks lack talent everywhere and they lack guys with even like, they, they, they lack players with even a degree of upside and yeah. no greater doesn't have a lot of upside, but he does have a degree of upside. And so if he kind of puts things together a little bit next, next year, um, and I could see him being, uh, you know, someone that other teams are. You know, interested, interested in at a minimum, at a, at a minimum, because um, agree, yeah, man. he's shown promise over the last couple of years. He's fast, right? You put him with somebody, you know, something good, you know. He, so yeah, I, I don't, I think he's a guy that should get a uh, get a contract somewhere. It's kind of like a Rudy Balzers after the Sharks bought Balzers out. Maybe Balzers isn't a one point five million dollar player, like just like his contract, and is not a everyday NHL player. But you know, he's a player that is you know young enough, upside enough that he's going to get a good look and so i think gregor will get that uh Gadrovich surprises me uh mainly because uh the sharks uh are believed that, that they're going to let a jeffrey vl walk that vl is going to be a ufa actually but yep. um yeah so you're, you're losing two guys that of of the same role you know once once it was kind of put out there that vl wasn't coming back you, know, you sort of figured that okay well then maybe that's you know they were kind of occupying the same role as the heavy and um and uh, now, uh, now, 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 you know, now it's Gadjevich's job, and Gadjevich is younger. I think Gadjevich's game actually did grow last year, uh, mm-hmm. maybe not enough so that like you know he's a no-brainer to qualify, but it grew enough, and he's young enough, uh, and you know enough pedigree, second-round draft pick by Vancouver. And I've been told that the Canucks really didn't want to waive him; they knew that a team would pick him up, and yeah. so. Um, so yeah, so so I'm so I'm a little I'm a little surprised by that because again he's a guy that has a degree of upside, um, you know not a ton but but some some upside and, he, and he's pretty young and he's you know good locker room presence and, and and all those kind of things too works hard so he's gonna be he's gonna be an asset for 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 some team I I think too just like mm-hmm. Rager. Um, the other ones that they didn't qualify um, Strauss man doesn't surprise me that that's been my belief the entire summer yeah I've, I've written that or said that uh yeah. Sebastian Hoff doesn't surprise me uh you know they, they did give him some they did give him some run uh you know I gave him a lot of games um and I, I do know that he he was uh, playing a, a little bit hurt at the end of last season because I think he knew that he needed to um yeah he needed to be out there if you want a better contract then attack it and even start you know, bad, uh, had a bad record and, uh, and weren't going anywhere. And so he, he kept playing. And um, unfortunately for him, uh, you know, it, it didn't work out with, with the Sharks. But good luck to him. A uh, good guy. And like I said, yeah, played, played hurt at the end of last season. Um, anyone, anyone else I'm missing? I know Blackwood we talked about. Well, not not missing, but we did get qualifications and a contract for E2 McNamee and, and for Jacob Peterson, which we kind of both expected given their upsides and how, how young they are and everything. So they've already been done with. Um, I think this could also right. just be the continuation of uh, Mike's, Mike Greer's like purging of the prior regime's prospect picks, everybody that they picked up, right? So Gadjevich, Svechnikov. I think actually Svechnikov yeah. was Mike Greer. But, yeah, Svechnikov um, is Mike Greer. But Noah Gregor and everything—it's—it's—it mm-hmm. could just be the continuation of that effect, where even if they are decent or maybe qualifiable, it's—it's—they just want to give a new crop of people a chance, new free agents, a, a build-up from the Barracuda, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, 
um, that, that we could be seeing. And there's also mm-hmm. just been a ton of ton of free agents that uh, are RFAs that weren't qualified that are just better than Gregor and Gajevic and Sveshnikov. So it's not just the Sharks. Yeah. You know, sure. For sure. Um, we've got. Sure. And uh, the Sharks will have a lot of opportunity to offer offer guys like that. Like, uh, I don't know, we just saw Daniel Sprong, right, uh, become available. Yep. So a guy, a guy exactly. like that, you know, like come to come to San Jose and uh, you have a very good chance to be a top six winger. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's just like, there's so many that are out there that are Morgan Geeky, Daniel Sprong, they got like Cal Foote, they got Tyson mm-hmm. Jost, Sam Steele, um, McLeod. Uh, Comtois. Comtois. Yep. There's just a ton of probably all of them being better in some way than, than, than Gregor and uh, Sveshnikov and Gatsby. Right, right. More track record, right? Like Comtois yeah. hit 15 goals before. Sprong, yep. you know, it has, has scored double digits, right? So, yeah, no, absolutely. No, that's 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 a fair fair point, too. Uh, yeah, and when we talk about, like, guys like Gregor and Gadjevich that offered some qualities, but, um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it, it sounds like it could be a bit of a buyer's market at the at the low end of the free agency pool um, this, uh, uh, this. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're, we're losing Shang just a bit. Maybe he's going to come back here. <laughs> if not, then we can uh, wait for him to resume when we get back to the part of the podcast. But we'll see here. Shang. Hello. Am I back? You're back. Oh, my you gosh. Ready? You're back. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we lost you for like a half a minute. This is yeah, uh, that, that, that was just an internet uh, dead spot. I, I yeah, not, <laughs> not nothing worse than that. So good. I, <laughs> it's gonna be very dramatic uh, when when we put this out though. It's gonna be yeah. all, all blackness for 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 thirty seconds there. But anyway, I just was <laughs> saying that um, yeah, a count was the one that I thought maybe they they, they wouldn't. Uh, but I guess they they saw enough out of him um, in uh, in his time with with the Sharks. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if I if I if I quite see it, but um, you know he 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 he's a player of you know some talent. You know, good size. Obviously, doesn't skate too badly for guys' size. And you know, down low and tight, he does have some quality to to his game. And so yeah. and so yeah. So maybe maybe he he can he can blossom. Yeah, I think there's enough there. And also, I think now with uh, Ryan Merkley not being qualified, I think we can officially say that they won the Ryan Merkley trade. Not that they won the draft pick, but they won the trade <laughs> for now at least. Um, but I think I think there's enough oh, there. And, uh, they can they can resign. They can resign Ryan. <laughs> yeah, they can go get Merkley again if they want. <laughs> um, but I think there's enough there with with Martin Count to um, also he has some value as a tweener pick because he was pretty good on the Barracuda uh, in a position mm-hmm. that the Barracuda doesn't have a lot of depth, uh, like on the wing basically on the right wing. Right. So. I think even even if not, he's got enough of a runway and uh, um, is, is well liked enough by Mike Greer to, to stick around. So, um, Zetterland, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think everybody has mentioned that Zetterland um, did not look great after the Meyer trade. So, and he had very very low point totals and just wasn't doing a whole lot up in like the top six role for the Sharks. So it's not that we were anybody surprised that he got qualified. It's just that um, you know it. it Shows that they still have some faith in him for next season. Yeah, I mean they're banking on the previous scouting reports um, about uh, uh, you know why they acquired him, right? And you know all the scouting reports before on Zetterlin were pretty glowing. Um, not yeah. like he was going to be like a first line guy, but that he's going to be a really solid 
third line forward uh, for for years to come. And so hopefully he he fulfills that. Yep, absolutely. Um, I wanted to touch on on just some of my takes in the draft while we got you here, so you don't have to talk as much. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, but I agree with most of what you <laughs> I were saying. Enough. No, no, no. Just so it does in, uh, you know, it's it's difficult being in the car. And um, I just got back myself from the draft, so <laughs> I I was in a car all day, and then I'm now in my my beautiful home. Um, but uh, I'm also ready for bed. But anyway, the the draft was an amazing time. I think me, you, and, and JD provided a lot of good coverage. Hopefully for everybody, and uh, can't wait to do it again the next mm-hmm. year. Um, but a couple of things. I think the Sharks knew that the pick that they needed to make was Will Smith. They they know that in the future with um, Hurdle and Couture getting older and this team kind of trying to turn over a new leaf in ways, they're going to need to build down the middle. And uh, I think you had asked them a question about whether or not they think that Will Smith is going to stick at center, given his like kind mm-hmm. of his profile of more of a uh, less defensive player, does he have enough of size and a defensive acumen to play yep. center? Um, which it sounds like they think he does. It's just something that needs to develop, of course. But I think um, they right, right, the, right, yeah. the pick that they, they need to make uh, at four. There was also some uh, just talk on the draft floor that Mitchkoff didn't pick where he wanted to go, but he might have instead, in a way, um, where he uh, was maybe not meeting with teams or maybe not giving them the full answers that they wanted. Um, to kind of fall to where he wanted maybe. This is all rumors and speculation. Maybe it'll come out eventually, but um, that's kind of something that I think when people think about, oh, we didn't pitch, pick Mitchkoff, might not have been available to be picked in a, in a realistic sense. Yeah, I'm not sure. We still, um, Mike was very evasive when I asked him twice, back-to-back days, whether or not the Sharks actually met with Mitchkoff, uh, which I found curious because, uh, of course, uh, the athletic, uh, Corey Massasak, uh, uh, great work, of course. Uh, sorry to see him go, but his last one of his last articles for Athletic was from the draft combine, and he mentioned in that article that uh, someone from the Sharks told him that they wanted to talk with Mitchkoff uh, in in, Ash- in Nashville, and so that's already out there. So I'm not sure why Mike was evasive about it. You know, and he, I understand maybe a little before the draft, he's are tipping your hand a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. not a lot, but just a little bit. But after the draft, though, what's the difference? You know, he's already been drafted. He's not, you know. And I think the, I think, I think even for for Mike and the Sharks, I think the fans would like to know that that Mike did his due diligence, uh, and mm-hmm. and spoke with or tried to, and and he was refused or something like that. Spoke with Mitchkoff, um, and, and okay, maybe he spoke with him and didn't like him enough. Not that he didn't like him, but didn't like him enough, and he still likes Smith so much. That's fine, you know. But um, I think I think uh, I think the fans would like to like to know that, which is why I, I, I asked twice. Um, I'm going to assume that they, they did meet with them because um, the general report was that he did meet with all the you know most uh, most most at least most of the top ten teams. Uh, okay. But again, though, we don't know. We don't have an actual confirmation that San Jose was one of them. Though you know, I know we know sure. Philadelphia obviously that drafted him, and I think a couple others were you know put out there. They did, did actually meet Mitchkoff in, in in Nashville. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyways, I think the Will Smith pick for me. I also. You know, I'm going to be kind of sad that they didn't get Mitchkoff, but we'll see in five years. And, and I think Will Smith was a great pick at the at the choice, and we have a, a high end prospect for sure. The Musty pick was Musty and, and actually Halton, and for me, um, were 
not like need based, but they did address a need in the system for the sharks, um, which is basically uh, some size on the wings, right? So we have so many um, under six foot wingers that, that have been drafted in the past like three years or acquired or um, in any way that are in the shark system right now that it feels like they're missing size down um, the left wing and right wing. So, you know, musty six foot two, six foot three, somewhere around there, big player. Um, can be physical, isn't always, but can be. Um, and then uh, Halton and obviously very tall 6'3", something like that. Um, still developing his game past just uh, get pucks to the net, kind of be a, a shooter kind of guy, but definitely with size. And uh, I think that was something that the Sharks... Got to get in shape too, apparently. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. There was a report about Halton and uh, conditioning, which is interesting. His hockey sense and conditioning might need a yeah. little bit of work. A scout told me that. <laughs> yeah, um, but then their next pick, Svoboda. Well, that's okay for 36, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still there's still work to be done there. He definitely has a monster of a shot, like a fantastic mm -hmm. shot. Um, and then their next pick at 71, yeah. it sounds like they picked more of the athletic type, right? So, like, Svoboda got, like, high numbers on a lot of different combine events. Um, and it's been well thought of in terms of his athleticism. So they, they went with size again, but just somebody who's a little bit closer on the athletic scale, but a little bit lesser on the skills scale. So um, it'll be interesting to see where 36 and 71 kind of um, develop, basically. Because they also traded 94 and 100 to get 71. So that was one of the three picks that they lost. So there will be um, some. Oh, comparison. can I ask you? I I didn't I, I didn't look this up, but the uh, the draft value is that about right? The draft value charts right. ninety four and one hundred for seventy one. Yeah, once you get curious. okay. Yeah, it's pretty close. I think it's it's slightly more for the ninety four and one hundred, but once you get past like sixty or so, the mm -hmm. the value is just like just straight down. So I think it's slightly more for ninety four and one hundred <laughs> decimals. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's okay. very close. Um, okay. So, you know, I think it was a fine pick for the guy that they – it's just people will always argue that was Soboda going to be there at 94. Who knows? Uh, 93 was was Yuri Felkman, which if you don't well, know – Well, uh, Chris Morehouse said, said mm -hmm. that he that he did not, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They didn't think so. He, and, and Chris again, Morehouse said that he did not think, yeah. 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 Um, my, my, main, my main point is 93 was Yuri Felkman, so the pick right before there. And Yuri Felkman is a very, very unknown Czech prospect – that was drafted because he's six foot four, athletic, skates decently enough. So it's like at a certain range in the draft, you're just picking like a project or like a guy that you maybe see um, could develop into something. But mm. it's not like they're, you know, they're off the board picks from right. 70 to 90 that happen all the time. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, beyond Svoboda, obviously the Cagnoni pick was a huge thing for the, for the draft, for us to be there. Graded anywhere from the 30s to the 60s by most mocks or most draft uh, guides. And he fell all the way to 123, uh, which is a fantastic value in terms of a pure numbers perspective. Um, we uh, met with Cagnoni at the draft and talked with his family a little bit. And he seems like a great kid. So really excited to see um, where he goes next. They picked a couple more players in the uh, end of the, the draft that have qualities of NHL players. Axel Landon is a physical defenseman out of Sweden. Good good size, okay skater. They felt had some qualities that could make the NHL one day. Um, and that's at a certain point also what you're looking for in the draft is, is your um, project picks, right? They had some uh, connections to the mm -hmm. USHL this year, which I think was touched on as well. Um, David Klee, Eric Polkamp, 
Brandon Svoboda all out of the the USHL US uh, development uh, well the US development pathway not the not the program itself uh, essentially but uh, just mm-hmm. an interesting shift um, I think that that might be the most USHL players we've drafted in many years probably since 2017 I think something like that um, at least a couple of years I didn't actually look but um, wanted to get your thoughts on that too if you had anything else to say about the last few picks. Or we lost you. Um, okay. no, not really. <laughs> last few <laughs> picks are sort of like I mean, they all have they they all have some like you know like some skill that's uh you know not maybe high end but like higher than you know than than most yeah. right. But of course, it's about you know the rest of the the rest of the uh, musties package. I know people like like that oh, headline. <laughs> um, so it's about the rest yeah, of the yeah. rest of the package uh, uh coming together. And so yeah, so we'll see. I did like the um, the the scouting reports though that I did get on uh, um, <clears throat> the the la- the 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 last uh, the last draft pick uh, Simashevsky I think his name is the Belarusian um, just kind of pure offense I think Elite Prospects yeah uh, I think Elite Prospects wrote that like um, you know if, if if there's any person that that that, that cheats on offense it's Shivaleski so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 so that's that's fun. I I, I I like that. So yeah, so hopefully, uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you can put up some points somewhere if not for the NHL. <laughs> there was definitely some some aspect of Russian players that were drafted a little bit later, and some that were drafted a little bit higher, right? So we had right. Boot and Simashev and and Mitchkov all going in the top what twelve, um, which probably is about right given that they're all unique and and actual. Uh, high high upside picks and then you had players like uh Timur Mukhanov going 160s and he's rated in the 50s to 100s um and then Rimashevsky was rated anywhere in the 100s or so and he went all the way to 203 so well uh, yeah I, you know actually what, what I do have to say about that is that it's it's actually nice that it seemed like even though like uh Teams had to take certain lengths to to scout the Russians. Uh, this is a story that we got from uh, Craig Morgan, uh, mm-hmm. Arizona. You know everything Arizona Coyotes. He knows everything about them, and um, he put it in his story too that the Coyotes snuck scouts into Bel in Belarus to see <laughs> yeah, Shemeshev and Boot. Um, but anyway, yeah. What 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 was nice nice about this draft is that as big a story as Michkov and the Russians were, that they all pretty much um, the Russians. You know, they weren't like pushed out, uh, dropped out of the first round. Um, a lot of people had boot maybe in the twenties. He he obviously went higher. Shimashev obviously went way higher than expected. And so basically, yep. Russians were kind of treated like normal in this in this draft. I mean, not exactly obviously with Michkov and and all the headlines around him, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. But just in general, though, you know, there was the you know, like you mentioned, there were the guys that went higher than they should have. Uh, or higher than expected, not should have higher than expected. There's guys that went about where they should have, and there's guys that yep. dropped more than you know maybe projected, yeah. and that's just like any normal draft. Hundred percent. That's just like your normal Canadian or American or Finnish or Swedish prospect. Mm-hmm. They go in a big range, and it's not like there was any kind of run on uh, Russians or any kind of like we're not going to draft you, you know, kind of thing. I think there was just a right. a spread basically of where where players were going to go. So. Um, I think my uh, favorite pick is going to be the Cagnoni. Yep. I'm going to say it wrong 20 times, and then Liz Child is going to yell at me. I think it's Cagnoni pick um, for uh, at 123. I think that's going to okay. be my, 
my favorite of the draft. I think that's a, a very high upside pick that they made. Um, I think our, our last uh, segment, if we've got a little bit of time before you make it to your final destination here, Shane. Uh, actually, this will be your partial destination. Yeah, almost at the airport, yeah. <laughs> will be the, the free <laughs> yeah. agent. Um, Hopefully the plane leaves. Market. So we've got about 36 mm. hours before free agency opens. Um, and I want to get your thoughts on what you think the Sharks might target for free agency. If you've got any names or positions or what do you think? Yeah, uh, I, my, um, uh, I haven't uh, dug as deeply as, as I want to uh, just because of just the timing of this, right? Like this is unusual. This is a little unusual that the draft is so tight with the free agency, literally like a day, day in between, at least the last couple of years, obviously with COVID and stuff. And anyway, it's, it's been a little different. So, so yeah, so haven't been able to kind of dig into the free agency class as much. I know it's not as strong too. So that's part of another reason why I didn't dig that hard into also, the Sharks aren't going to be involved. The micro said it, and there's no reason not to believe them. The Sharks are not going to be involved in the high end of the free agency pool, too. So another reason for me not to look too hard into it. But um, I think, though, in general, though, that the Sharks need to identify high upside guys, higher upside guys that are, you know, are a little devalued right now. Um, you know, guys that they can pick up uh, on a cheap and potentially flip at the deadline or guys that they can pick up on the cheap and might grow into um, – you know, uh, uh, core, not like cornerstone, not franchise players, but like core, solid core pieces of, 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 a, of, a, of a competitive team. Um, so I, I think that that's, that's sort of what I concentrated on. A couple of names that, that just jumped out to me, um, Eric, uh, Eric Gustafson, everybody's favorite okay. minimum, <clears throat> minimum player that you can drop on the blue line. And will yeah. score you 40, 50 points if you give them if you give them the enough power play time and whatnot. Um, I think that's that hmm? that's an interesting one, especially if Carlson is on the move and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's tied into Carlson actually leaving, but like you still need a, a decent, you know, a decent player to lead your power play to help out Hurdle Couture and your younger players too. You don't want Willie Macklin. Um, you know, no disrespect to Matt Benning, who uh, did the best he could, but you don't want Willie Macklin on your first power play unit with Matt Benning as your quarterback. That's just not uh, not conducive yeah. for it's not it's not fair to Matt because that that's not a role that he should be playing at the NHL level, and it's not fair to William because you need somebody that you know is is better suited for the power play. And so a guy like Gustafson is perfect like that because he obviously has flaws in his game, but um, but he also has obvious strengths that will that that can help <clears throat> fill a little bit of the void if Eric Carlson leaves. Um, <clears throat> other names that kind of jumped out besides uh, obviously there's some of the the names that weren't qualified too, and you you rattled off all those names and all those names, yeah, for one reason or another, you know, could could have. Uh, 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 could help the Sharks uh, younger and more productive than some of the guys that they've let go, uh, like yep. Tom uh, and uh, Sprong. And Sharks definitely need wingers, right? Like at center, they're actually uh, between Hurdle, Couture, Sturm, and uh, Lawrence. Like, I mean, it's not that's not one of the best center cores in the league, but that's not one of the worst, though. Uh, well, maybe it's maybe it's one of the worst. It's not the worst. <laughs> it's not the worst. You know, it, 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 you, you could. You, yeah, you can argue it's average or something like that. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's it's competitive. Well, 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 yeah, that's the euphemism I should have said from the beginning. It's it is a competitive uh, center group. You know, if that if those four centers were flanked by really good wings, 
the Sharks can win games that way. Um, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, but they, they, they definitely have a lot of gaps on wing. Right now, Alexander Barabanov is the Sharks' best winger. Uh, Willie Macklin is probably their second best winger. And so that's, a, you know, that's, that shouldn't be the case. So, uh, or at least um, you, need, you need a lot of players around that. That means that uh, below them, you know, it gets even uh, a little even more dire. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm trying to think of, uh, I actually was looking up, looking up a bunch of names and reaching out to, to, to a bunch of people. Um, let me see, like a guy like, you know, I'm going to throw out the, an, an older player, not a younger one, like Sprong, but like a guy like Danton Heinen, right? Like, um, he, he scored okay. before an NHL level, um, with more minutes, you know, can he, you know, put him some points and then maybe be flipped at the deadline to somebody. I think that's. That's kind of guy that's you know there's a little bit of, a little bit of upside with a guy a guy like that and he's not going to be very uh, very expensive, so you know yeah. those are the kind of model players. Uh, so uh, uh, more veteran types like Heinen and Gustafson that can you know uh, fill you know fill a role uh, a, a more elevated role in a competitive fashion and possibly be flipped at the deadline or yeah like I said younger guys like Sprong and whatnot. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the same. I think they're going to go after um, an offensive defenseman of some description. Um, there's a, I mean, there's players that have been kind of trending downwards in their career that were at one point offensive defensemen. OEL was bought out. Oliver and Larson. Uh, Shattenkirk um, is a free agent. Shattenkirk's available. Matt Dumba is available. Um, players that you know they're kind of trending down, but they are at one point able to put up some points, especially on a power play. So. I think Klingberg. if Carlson does, Klingberg is a good one. In, yeah. uh, I think um, one of them will likely be coming to the Sharks just because of the way that our the prospect pipeline is. There's not a lot of offensive defensemen that are um, ready to make the jump just yet. Right. And um, and with Carlson leaving, oh, there's I, I thought of a, a, a another another what? name that I was looking into. Uh, uh, um, Another, you know, another veteran type that, um, you know, ha had slowed down last season. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, can, if he bounces back, can you flip him at the deadline and you get something and he gets to go somewhere, you know, a better mm -hmm. team, right? A guy like James Van's Reemdyke. Sure. Uh, yeah, a little bit older. Know, uh, yep. 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 A little bit older. But there's sharks project to have plenty of opportunity on the power play and in their in their top nine <laughs> for wingers. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, so a guy like that could 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 fit in well too. Yeah, I think we're going to see a hopefully pretty creative solution to um, some of the sharks' problems, and you know whether or not that leads to a significant increase in the point total for next year. It's, it's unlikely, but it could be players that are trying to recreate their career or get you know to the deadline for some more assets which is i think what we'll all be kind of interested in um so i think the, our final segment of the night um is going to be a interview with patrick marlowe this was done on the draft floor right before day yep. two um this so, is the final segment i'm uh, five minutes away from the airport so <laughs> yeah this is all we've got and, and uh, i think uh, everybody um this is kind of our abridged podcast. I think in general, we're going to be somewhere in the hour, hour, 20 minute range, but this one will probably be like 45 minutes um, just because we're, we're all. Yeah. Tired yeah. The interview with, with Patrick is <laughs> not, is, is not very, very long, Yeah. but it's still, uh, yeah, it's still the first time that he's uh, spoken about the, uh, the development uh, being a, a, a joining, rejoining the Sharks in the front office capacity. I know that he was on, 
I think an NHL network too during the draft. But we actually talked with Patrick before that. So we just didn't yeah, put it out before. The, uh, yeah, so we, anyway, we yeah. So. More exclusive, uh, more personal in, uh, <laughs> interview with Patrick. Um, so I hope you all enjoyed that. Next week uh, will be um, basically having our dev camp. Okay, Keegan, Keegan's going out, out now. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be lots yeah. of news. Um, I think it's okay for um, for us to play it now, and then we'll we'll see you all next week. So thank you so much, Shang. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, um, uh, uh, thank you to uh, my uh, 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 Lyft driver Edward for his patience. Uh, <laughs> I just cut out there. Okay, we got okay. we got the we got the shout out shout, shout on on this pass for the last uh, three minutes or so. So. Yeah, if you if you ever in uh, if you ever in, in uh, Nashville, uh, and your 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 man were right. All right, sounds good, Shang. Let's uh, let's play the interview and, and uh, hope you guys have a good day. Uh, announcing the, the first pick there. Oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was pretty pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, what what did you know about Will before, or like did you hang out with him yesterday at all? Uh, just watch some video. Kind of came in. This is all new to me, so I'm just right. trying to pick up uh, what I can when when, uh, when I can. So I was able to watch a little bit of video. Wasn't uh, it just before. kind of perfect, though? Obviously, 1997. You're the second overall pick, um, and then now you're back here, 26 years later, <laughs> announcing the Sharks number four. Yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of crazy. I was just kind of close by like that. Right. But, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was great to be able to be part of it and uh, be part of the you know, third special day. Also nice, too, that uh, Will is, you know, not exactly, you know, in your style of player, but just an offensive guy, you know, a guy after your own heart kind of. Yeah, no, these, uh, these guys coming in, you know, they're so uh, highly touted with uh, all their skill level. So it's great to, to have those players and, you know, be able to be looking forward to working with those players and helping them out. Any thoughts on uh, Quentin? Uh, just, no, just excited to get to work with these guys. I think uh, we, we got Jeff Camp coming up and uh, you know, being on the ice with these guys and trying to help them any way possible. So I'm looking forward to getting to meet them and know them and see what makes them tick. So I can, uh, I can try and help them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what I'd like to kind of get into a little bit is sort of um, uh, obviously, uh, you know, coming out, you know, you, you took a year off in Florida. Uh, why exactly this path with uh, development, you know, instead of other, I'm sure, roads that are open to you with the Sharks? Um, no, just, we just kind of felt that was going to be the best fit or the best spot to kind of start out at. As uh, kind of glory, got a little bit of experience doing that as, yeah. as, uh, when I was playing. So uh, looking forward to be able to kind of focus on that as well to uh, some of these guys now. And uh, how did the experience last year at Death Camp? Did you, you, you came by for, for a couple of days there. How did that experience sort of tell you, like, hey, this would be a, a good fit for me? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was fun to get out there and uh, kind of go through that Death Camp from the, not the player side, but the coach side. And, uh, same thing, like getting to work, getting to know, you know, what, they're, what we're trying to do with these kids, how we're trying to bring them along. And certain kids need to work on certain things, so it's uh, still a uh, well, big learning curve, but uh, excited to learn it. And uh, you're also, you know, a uh, advisor, so you'll be picking up other things too. So, you know, are you just sort of trying to soak up everything and then just figure out your next step kind of? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's 
of uh, giving me the, the benefit of being able to, you know, kind of look in on different uh, departments if I, if I want to and, uh, you know, kind of just learn the, learn the game as much as possible. And, uh, so I'll be looking forward to that. Patrick, when did you know that you were going to um, get into the more management side, the more, like, development side of things? Um, probably just right before we were just talking with, uh, with uh, Mike and... Uh, you know, everybody else at the shirts. Kind of just trying to fit, see what would uh, would work best, and you know, just to be around and and, and learn, just learn a little bit at a time, or right. a lot at a time, whatever whatever it is, to be around and you know, help out as much as possible. Well, do you see some of your peers like Steve Eiserman, Joe Sackett? Can you see President Patrick Marlowe, GM Patrick Marlowe, one day? I don't know about that. We'll just stick uh, <laughs> to just. Learning, learning what uh, position I got right now. So, uh, but uh, it's extremely uh, exciting to be around all like the staff yeah. and, and everybody that uh, been doing it for a long time. So I'm just, I'm soaking it all in. And from I understand, uh, uh, you'll be focused on uh, Barracuda and uh, you know younger Sharks players, and you'll be mostly based in San Jose. Um, that is sort of Mike Ricci has been doing that too a lot this past year. So we we kind of working in tandem with Mike. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, this is. Uh, just, we're gonna, you know, kind of play it by, by year, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to get back, and obviously we're gonna have all those discussions of right. what we're gonna do together. But uh, yeah, we'll be working together, looking forward to it. Yeah. So you you'll bring a little more of the soft touch to the prospects, and you know, Mike, we know what Mike brings, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, uh, are you, uh, your family, everybody moved back to San Jose then, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, your sons, uh, I know you moved to Florida in part because uh, of your son's uh, career. Uh, you know, how, how's that coming along? Good. Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll, be, he'll be away from the house for next year playing hockey. And that's going to be a lot different for, for our family. So it's going to be sad to see him go, but he's at yeah. that age where he's, he's ready to move on and he's you know, continue to follow the screen. Where do you think he'll, he'll go? Um, probably somewhere in Canada, I would say. All right, awesome. And uh, family all happy to be back? Uh, yeah. 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 Obviously, obviously uh, wife's from there. We've got a lot of family close, uh, close there. Did you keep the same house? Yeah. Oh. Uh, last question for you. Uh, uh, are you, uh, how hard are you working to get uh, Joe Thornton to come, you know, to you know, the side? You know, hey, come over to the side. <laughs> uh, he was a big boy. I mean, I'll, we'll talk to him. But he's around uh, a lot already. From yeah. What I heard. So he'll be on his, his time. All right. Well, Patrick, congratulations. Thank, Thank you so you. much for the time. Thank you. Thank you.